Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled At Your Door. It was written by Ellen Eisenville, Mark Morrison, Barbara Manui, Chris Adams, Scott D. Anielowski, and Herbert Hike. I'm your game master, and this is episode 34. Our recap will be done by Morgan Llewellyn as Margaret Evans. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Morgan? So I seem to have found this recorder. Um, appears to be several entries from several of my colleagues. Um, I hope that if something is to happen to us, that somebody finds this soul record at these last couple of days. So I guess the biggest thing to report on uh, is we found a way to get to Alex. And um, we started talking to crazy preacher that we've been walking past. Uh, here he goes by Salter Bob. Um, you know, typical fire brimstone, end of the world stuff. But he told us that he was a member of the, brother, of the Brotherhood of Forks and he has fully embraced Alex and his teachings. Uh, from him, we've learned that the boy is close, a little too close for my comfort. He's here, just outside the tent city. And to make matters worse, uh, we also watched over the pit. And during our vigilance, uh, several people approached it mesmerized, including three of us, Heather, Jade, and Desmond. I was incredible. Heather just stopped mid-conversation and just tried to push past me and throw herself inside the pit. I mean, I did all I could to, to stop her and, and get the others, but we couldn't save everybody. I mean, some people went down there and were swallowed up by the earth. Um, Heather, Jade, and Desmond also reported that they had a shared vision of swimming in a sea of magma, where they all thought that they were some massive creature that was eating and maybe preparing to breed. Additionally, Desmond and I also discovered that the device we were giving to protect us against Alex was a fake, a placebo, a simple back of a watch attached to a plastic cover, useless. We've been sent in here blind, and I don't know who to trust. I mean, earlier today, the rest of the rest of my team almost just walked right into Alex's lair. I mean, they were talking to his followers, and they were just ready to go. But I had to—I forced myself to throw up to buy time to tell them that we are in some grave danger. And also, Dr. Leach found that somebody's keeping track of our movements. And now. Members of the Brotherhood of Forks knows where we are. They're visiting our tent. I've stepped away from a moment, but they're still talking with the others. They're insistent on taking us to Alex. And Heather, much to my dismay, seems to be buying into it all. And now with Desmond seeming to convert Jay to his pseudo-worship of Shubnagurov and Heather and her now newfound appreciation of Alex, I think time is running out for us all. If we can't resolve this quickly, I fear that all of us in our own way will succumb to the darkness. Mark it out. All right. So Salter Bob is uh, continuing, uh, at least for a few moments. Um, so I think, uh, I think you people seem to be very nervous. I know that there's a horrible disaster that's taking place around us. But if you just come and talk, that's all we ask. 
But if you don't want to, that's okay too. If you want to see the truth, the only place to find it is with Alex. It's quite late at night at this point, is it not? We started our overnight vigil at midnight and then mm. succumbed to the vision. Or is it early morning at this point? I think it's fairly, fairly early in the morning because um, uh, what's-his-name had just taken you uh, to the pit to take a look at it in the morning. Yeah. And you've left the pit, and it's, it's right. now and that you're back. We, oh, and uh, we were, oh, yes. And then we were talking to Salter Bob, and... He's tracked you down. Right, yeah. but we were talking to him and another guy, and they were trying to get us to go then. Well, Dr. Liege was gone. I forced myself to throw up so I could gather everybody. Mm -hmm. okay. And then we left, but yeah, now he's come and he's tracked us. All right. Yeah. So he says, well, folks... Uh, I hope to see you there. All right. And you said it's at the James Rolls station, right? That's correct. Yeah. All right. I'll see you there. I'll be there. Is um, this Alex, is he registered in here or he never came into the camp? He just stayed at the station. I don't believe that he's registered here. He's not staying in the camp, no. What time's a good time to come by? Anytime. Anytime. I like it. Alex is a flexible person. He's a 10 year old boy. Yeah, I'd say he's pretty flexible. <laughs> Doesn't have much on his schedule. Are, uh, are the other followers of Alex, do they stay with him outside the camp too? Or they, they come and go? Out? They come and go. Is it a is it a large body of people that will be would be joining if we uh, if we came out to James Rolfe altogether? Boy, I don't know how many there are. Maybe a uh, couple of hundred by now, but uh, not all of them here. The movement's sort of uh, taken hold in other places as well. You know, but I guess with Alex being a ten year old boy, yes, you know, record keeping isn't on his. <laughs> not really, no. We just we just want to hear what he has to say. Right. Yeah. Is there Can like a password, a hmm. special hand? Well, no, but uh, they probably won't let you just walk right in. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's why. I was, uh, should we say Salter Bob's in us? Sure. All right. Uh, who's they? The the Brotherhood of Forks. Uh, should I bring a fork? Yeah, do we bring our own forks? You can. But you can leave that until until if you decide to become members of the Brotherhood of Forks, then uh, I like what you know, you said that you're all there waiting to hear Alex's word, hearing him to tell you something. Uh, how often does he do that? You still don't quite understand, but uh, uh, he's not our guru. He's not our leader. He's not our messiah he's just a 10 year old boy who seems to be able to see the truth so let me ask you a question just by being in his presence you understand is that correct i'm not sure i know what you mean 
I mean, is he, does he, like, speak to you with words as he talk? Yeah. Is yeah someone, you sometimes you can't get him to shut up. Is someone compiling Alex's teachings? Not that I know of. It's like once you hear him, you kind of realize he's right. It's best if you just come and see for yourself. I, I, you don't need to be afraid. There's nobody going to hurt you. Oh, I'm not. I'll, I'll we just want to be your friends. I have an abiding interest in the truth, I must say. I must admit. I do have to go. All right. Thank uh, you for I, seeking us out, Soldier Bob. I and just thought you needed a little, uh, little friendly prodding. And thanks for the medicine for my friend. No problem. And he leaves. All right. All right. We know where he's at now. We can get him and get the hell out of here. Right, except we have no antidote to his ability. And we don't know who's watching us. Yeah. And we don't right, know right. whether we've been set up this entire year again and again by Jadek right. and... <clears throat> Now, I wonder if it's a psychic phenomenon or do you have to actually hear him speak? Because maybe a couple of us could. I don't know. Like Odysseus and the Sirens? Sure. <laughs> no, for some. I don't think that any of that's going to. Look, I mean, if some of us walk in there wearing wearing earplugs, that's going to seem a little strange. I wonder if we could bring People a backpack. coming to hear the truth just to... Yeah. I wonder if we could bring a backpack. I'll that's search a good it. question. Look, I mean, if if we can trust any of the information that we've been given by Guan Sandi, right? I mean, these people will dedicate their lives to protecting this kid. I mean, yeah. at least I'm sure a few of them will take that far enough to search us. Yeah. I, I'm af just afraid that if we get within a certain radius, we're screwed. Well, I, Jade, I think that um, no matter which way you slice it, we're screwed. Yeah. I mean, I there are people there. We are being... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're in trouble. That's for sure. I was thinking maybe we could make it backpack, give it to Jason, have it on the timer. He goes in front of us. He gets taken over. I mean, yeah. we've we've been sent here with the. It seems to be very clear now. I mean, somebody's waiting for us to walk in there, and they gave us something to help us to help convince us that we'd be fine if we did so. But I don't think that anybody cares about us. Well, what think of how long they we just were. Want, in... They're just trying to find the kid. That's yeah. All. We were in Jenny's cave forever, you know? Uh, and eventually somebody got what somebody wanted out of it, but not us. The only thing I could figure is at some point we're gonna need to confront him. Should some of us hang back? But no, as... I wanna know, I wanna know who's watching us. And look, cause if Glons, I mean, Glonsandi and Jadik, I mean, let's, let's look at their travel, I mean, they've, been out there to where this lab that created Alex to begin with was and now they've conveniently tracked us to go find him I mean 
this just seems like a standard retrieval. They just want the kit back in the lab for whatever it is that they're doing. And we've just been sent an expendable arm to go in there and show him where he is. Didn't Leach say he saw some military type following us now too? He looks pretty clean cut. So you got a uh, nice suit, though he scuffed it up a little bit. Um, obviously trying to blend in, but he didn't. But I don't think local. it was. I mean, if it was military, I mean, why not just dress up like the National Guard? They're everywhere. All I right. think that this guy is. Oh. Big corporation, something. He's not a refugee and he's not direct military, but it's another force. Now you got the pit that's taking people. You got that, let's just call him the military guy for now, for lack of better terms. And then you have Alex's group and the forks. It's, I mean, that that's three opposing forces against us to begin with. Plus all the creatures that are out there running around from the last few expeditions. Huh. I would all like right. you all to do spot hidden. Tell me who gets the best roll. 29 out of 45. So just shy of a hard. Regular. Uh, 47. So that's a regular pass. 61. Nothing special. So, Jade, um, as you guys are talking about this, um, you guys have mentioned the military guy a couple of times. And you continually and involuntarily, every time you're talking about being followed, you're glancing out the tent windows at things going on around you. And you're, and you're thinking to yourself, well, that lady over there is obviously dressed in rags that she's been wearing for a couple of days. And that guy over there is in a similar condition. And that guy over there, he looks like maybe he fits the description. Um, and he's definitely a couple of tents over and kind of just standing there smoking, but he's staring in your direction. I'm gonna stand up and go, I, I need answers. Follow me, and I'm just gonna walk out of the tent. Jade, where are you going? Stop. And I'm gonna just beeline for him. If he starts to move, I'm gonna run. The second you start heading in his direction, uh, he sees you and disappears behind the tent. Well, it's a couple tents away, right? Right. I mean, I just take off running, I'm quick. All right, so you guys see her suddenly run towards the tent. What the um, hell is with this kid? Well, I mean, I'm if she moving. saw him and she just charged him, we could have um, surrounded, we could have done something, but now, oh my gosh. Do a luck roll for me, Shade. 14 out of 52. Okay. As you come around the, the tent, um, you see him about 20 feet away from you, walking swiftly away. If he sees you continuing to run, he starts to run. Now, is there people? Yeah, there's people everywhere. I'm going to scream, that's the man that did it. Stop him. Stop him. Screaming. Like, I, I'm, I'm a pretty young woman, 
and I'm just going, please help me, grab him, stop him. He he did it, he did it, he did it. Right. I'm um, following Jade in general, but I'm not trying to keep up with her, so I'll be witness to whatever shenanigans. Um, he rolled a double O seven, so uh, he manages to skip over people. Most people are not going to help you because they're very thinking about themselves. But uh, very quickly, he dodges in and out of a few places, and you seem to have lost him. Right. Hmm. Um, eventually, Desmond catches up behind you. Did you get a good look at him at least? Did I? Well, you could see his suit. You could see the color of his hair. You could I, see the I, way it was cut. He's clean cut. I ran track all through college. I'm quick. He just, he was smarter. No, we so. should have, as I come. <sighs> oh, okay. Getting too old for this. Jade. You should stop smoking. You know what, Dr. Leash? <laughs> you know what? If if this was a... I, I, I was counting on people's kindness. If this was a normal day, I somebody would have grabbed us. No. No. Not you needed likely. to tell us, and we could have slipped out the back and gone around. We could have closed it off. You need to... Impulse, being that impulsive... It, in the wrong situation. I mean, this time you just got away. Next time, it could end up with you or some other people dead. Okay? Well, I mean, this guy's watching us. He's going to watch us. Maybe he's like Slugworth, but, you know, I think, you know, there's nothing we can do about him. We just... Right, but I wanted to know who sent him. Yeah, we need to... Because what if it's full, I mean, if, he, if he's full wilderness, is he military? Is he? Um, yeah. Okay. Did Did anyone else catch a glimpse of him? Jade, what did he look like? He had a suit on. He definitely was a hell of a lot cleaner, better fed, and better dressed than anybody else. Okay. Here. He sticks out like a sore thumb if you look at from. If she describes him physically, it's pretty much exactly the same person okay. that you saw. Yeah. Well, he knows that we are on to him now, so he's going to be far more careful, or he's just going to get replaced by somebody else. Yeah. 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 I wonder if they'll be smart enough to shower the next person they send in to spy on us. I'd not shower them. Or roll around in the mud. Something. Or just bludgeon a local homeless person and steal their clothes. Everybody's homeless now. Mm -hmm. I, I really so, thought I was going to be quicker. Sorry. That's I right. guess he's trained. Uh, so, Heather, you're, you're for Salter Bob's invitation? Yes. I, I will be attending. Uh, and we're not going to let you go alone, obviously. Um, no, if one of us goes, we all go. Does that mean you're reconsidering, Margaret? What I mean, here's how I look at things now. If one or two of us stay behind, I mean, the rest go in there and don't come back, 
it's already over. I mean, what is the one or two people acting alone supposed to do about all this? Other than save their own skins. If we're going to go in there, I mean, the more of us, the better. Do you think the chant will benefit us? I mean, if this kid is going to attack us psychically, if you will, I don't think that chance can help us one bit. Doesn't hurt, though. It I, it does hurt slowly. I've yeah. come to find. And if we do go in, my feeling is that we're going in to eliminate this kid. As little as I like to contemplate the murder of a child who, if a danger is not, it's not any fault of his own. But I don't want to have access to his ability any more than I want the government to. Right, and I mean, we've already let, who knows how many things let loose on this world. We have a chance to finally stop one thing. But do we? Or are we going to just, you know, have our backpacks taken by some forky lunatics and then have our minds swallowed? And what the hell do we do with the giant worms on the other side of camp? I mean, I don't think there's anything to be done about them. Do you think they'll just go back down into the center of the planet or wherever they come from once this is over? Well, that's all I can really hope for. Or any of us can really hope for. Because, I mean, if they decide not to, once again, what can we do about it? Now, from what we understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't the worms come up to try and destroy Alex? Was that's the... what they think. I, I mean, this. I mean, the man who told us this also sent us you know. Exactly. Basically an arts and crafts project and said, you know. We can only hope that if he's eliminated, they'll retreat back to wherever the hell they came from. Yeah. Look, I mean, really, I'm just hoping that whatever line of action we decide doesn't result in mass. I just thought of something. Maybe we need to throw Alex into that goddamn pit. Oh, I thought of that a while no, ago. No, but I mean, Same. how are we supposed to do that? I, I'm just throwing things out here, man. Uh, if we don't, if we don't get taken over by him, we could talk him into it. Yeah. <gasps> hey, you know what? You, you what, Desmond, what does that 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 palm stuff do to you? Does it affect your mind? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a euphoric, psychoactive, kind of sexy. Hmm. Um, I don't know that you we didn't... could get it into him or if it would affect him. You didn't maybe... snag a sample of just the palm, right? No, um, and I didn't, I didn't stand her up last night, so we're not, hmm. I don't True. know how, what terms we're on. Money is um, our best friend, so you're on good terms. We got money. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think she'd have any objection to us getting the straight stuff. But again, we have the question of like how we'd get it into the kid, whether it would work on the kid. What and if we could just take only have... the kid, yeah, he might be followed by a throng of people if See, we convinced I, him to go anywhere. I wasn't going with it on the kid. I was going maybe it'll help dilute whatever bullshit he's putting on us. Maybe it'll already change some kind of brain pattern or... 
I mean, uh, it, 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 I mean, or it could also make us more susceptible. I mean, the only way to see that would be that, I mean, we're scientists. Right. I mean, let's Without not that. forget that. We gotta, I mean, there would be some experimenting that would need to be done, but we don't have time for any of that. Well, maybe we could do some experiments. Maybe go up in a in a pair, one person on palm, one person not, one person on the chant, one person not. What you know what I mean? Like let's let's hedge our bets. Too many here. variables. I mean, right, we all go two people on the chant, two people on palm, one person sober. But let's 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 look at the differences, Jade. Four of us here have encountered an incredible amount of pain and suffering and mind reality shattering events if you will right some of us are far older different genders i mean look there's there's way too many variables here i think that we just if we're gonna go let's just go if you if the chant comforts you at all if you feel that that makes you feel more confident a little more brave than to go ahead I just figured it couldn't hurt to cover a bunch of bases at once. You know, if we all walk in and boom, we're hypnotized, we're hypnotized. There's nothing to do about it. But if that palm cigarette could save one person, so let it be. One person's on palm, one person is chant, one person, you know. I, I'm just trying to spread the, 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 hedge the bet so at least somebody might get out of it. Yeah. Doesn't hurt to buy some palm anyway. It's a, it would be an amusing end to our uh, year of. A year? It's only been a few months. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting toward a year. But, yeah. uh, uh, you know, yeah, it's been, it's been six years experientially. I spent a year or two at least in that cave going quite right. mad. It feels like such a long time. It'd be funny if we were all just were happy cultists at the end, yeah. following a 10-year-old science experiment around grinning and waving yeah. with waving our forks yeah you know one problem with all the if we do manage to chuck alex in the pit one problem with all the cultists following him is who's going to pay for the damage to the vehicles if they're all in the pit they can't pay for our yeah, insurance right. premiums well, they're not our vehicles anyway, so. Right. And given uh, right. that the city around us has been totally destroyed by an earthquake and tsunami, At I think point, the paint job insurance is really out the window. Right, but I'm, for, for me personally, I'm not the biggest fan of trying to appease the giant worm creatures that are eating humans. I, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't feel the great need to go out of my way to make sure that they feel comfortable and okay with this situation. This is one city that they destroyed just by what we assume tunneling underneath it. If they wanted this, they could take out the country, the continent. Appeasing them might be the only choice. What I mean, appease them how? I mean, if they want to kill all humanity, they're going to do that regardless. They could have done it already. But they haven't, so there's a reason for it. But I mean, they've I mean, presumably, Jade, they've been down there far longer than this kid's been around. And for some reason, I don't think that this kid is all of a sudden going to make them. But we can't say he didn't either. And that's 
the only anomaly that we have here. You know what I'm saying? Like in, in San Damiel, the only other anomaly besides the worms is Alex. You right. Know? And I'm sure that, yeah. Or the, and the Chocho. And the lab. This place is... Um, yes, and whatever that escaped creature was from way long time ago. What actually, his name now? The doctor's uh, weird creature. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Mm-hmm. The previous owner of the farm. Yeah. Uh, you no, know, the good thing that came out of this is that whatever is running around the sewers finally probably got smushed when the whole city had a massive series of tumblers. True. Fingers crossed. Well, you know, I wonder if Peter Tate, if we'll find him there with Alex. What if he joined the Brotherhood? I think that's a possibly. Yeah. Was that that guy smoking? Was it like a smoke pit, or was he just kind of standing all by him? Like, I want to see if I could go over and see any of his butts, or if there'd be a whole bunch of people's cigarette butts around there. Um, well, you can go look. Okay, go over there and check it out. He probably didn't even stomp on it since he uh, had to get away from our runner. To a brand of this, if it's not camel. Yeah, but it's not the one that uh, Rita was hoping it is. But no, I think Rita only had Marlboro. Yeah, that's right. That's because I smoke Camel. I'll go over there and check it out. Right. Uh, you go over there, and there there is quite a lot of cigarette butts on the ground, but there does seem to be a pile of them mm-hmm. that the guy's been watching you for a while mm, in that position. That's, that's disturbing. And then, uh, what oh, brand? What brand right. um, Doesn't matter. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right. Lucky, probably. Then, uh, smelling, do they smell Pomish? No. Like, no. Okay. Dang. Thought maybe. Heather, Heather looking at the bums. <laughs> yeah. Enough left to smoke. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, I'm with Jade. I I think I want to go buy some palm, uh, Doctor Flores. I don't. I'm uh, not I'm sure not... that your interest is really scientific. Uh, oh, I know it's not, but uh, I've I mean, this, that. this this might be the last couple of hours that any of us have with free will or our lives. So you know, I guess spend it as you wish. If you are able to score an actual sample of palm. Mm-hmm. Bring it back to me. I'd like to look at it. You Only think that having, having a sample of palm might be wonderful? Well, I want to figure out what it is. All right. So what do you want to do? And, and how, how, what's the uh, <clears throat> current status of your uh, experimental laboratory, Dr. Leish? If we wanted to go and visit James Rolfe Square. Are we prepared to bring anything destructive? So I've got, I've got the uh, the, the MRE surprise, as you know, and I've got a backpack with some jars in it. That if they, 
were to uh, crack and mix. Eh, it, it would be uh, not the most concussive thing, but there's also uh, some exothermal happenings going on there. Everything else in the car is stable for the moment. Does anything that you have prepared look um, unsuspicious? We'd I mean, you work. don't have a toothpaste tube bomb or something else that a we member of the to... Forked Brethren would ignore. Yeah. We'd have to scrounge up some uh, medicine bottles, stuff like that. We just got this Dremamine Shampoo. sample. Shampoo bottles, yeah. Shampoo I like. Mm -hmm. So uh, what, are we, what are you thinking in terms of time for that really, transition? Really all it takes is uh, at five minutes I could get everything transitioned into um, unscrupulous bottles. But the main part, the main time sink of that is going to be finding bottles that aren't going to raise any concern. Uh, would, a, would a plastic uh, milk jug be suitable for any of this? Yeah, we could say it's, we could put one of the clear things in there and say it's water. Um, I mean, there have to be... they don't smell it. Yeah, there have to be people carrying buckets and jugs and mm -hmm. whatnot all around here. They're probably right, a little right. bit precious, but... Also, there's, was anything in Rita's stock that you could use? I, I don't know. I didn't look too or much at we not, stock. Should we not bother um, with subtlety and just try to go in and assume that if we don't lose our minds to his unintelligible powers, that we'll power through? Who knows? I mean, it seems like he's basically the queen ant, and they'll do anything to save and coddle him. So... I'm thinking that a lot of the water distribution to us is probably bottled water, no? Yes. So there would be ample plastic mm -hmm. bottles around. And right, I'm right. thinking other, they might even have juice, like low Tropicana bottles, and I have, there's probably more plastic than anything in this camp. Let's go, uh, let's go dumpster diving, see what we can find. What are you looking for? Uh, glass bottles, plastic bottles, hell, toothpaste tubes, fine, whatever. Uh, you'd find all of this okay. without any trouble. All right. Do you want me to make a roll and to... I think you're pretty much ones? an expert. Just, you okay. know, you can't walk in there with five-gallon jugs of chemicals. It's like, how would you... It's not like you're going to the grocery store. This, right? is, my, this is my backpack full of you know, 10 two-liter Coke bottles. You can also guess they're probably going to search you, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you can feel free to try to make any preparations that you want, but, you All know, right. there's a, a particular saxophone player that I'm a little fond of. I've heard rumors that he might be playing somewhere, so, and what might be my last couple of hours, I'm thinking I'm going to go try to listen to him one last time, so if you would excuse me. All right. 
Yeah. Um, give me an hour and I'll be back at the tent. Uh, so Tom, I'm going to, I'm going to, going to make my, uh, my party favors as harmless looking as possible. Okay. And then I'm going to stop by my doomsday prepper friends tent. Is he in there? Oh yeah. Yeah. Polishing up his gun. <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> not, not figuratively. Right. Uh, the tent would be closed if he was doing that. Um, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> One of those types. Okay. Um, hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Uh, not too much. Got a minute? Sure, come on in. I'm going to have a seat. Do a like, quick look out. Look he, he outside the tent. And he then, says, and then do you like whiskey? Close. Oh. He pulls out a flask, a flask of whiskey. <coughs> I'm going to close the tent flap and tap my nose. Of course I like whiskey. What's up? All right. So you know the you know the cartel, right? Oh yeah. Uh huh. So I'm pretty sure a couple members in my group just stepped on some toes they probably shouldn't have. We've been invited to a meeting. And huh, one out of the five of us is looking forward to it. Do you have anything that I could secret on my person? That well, could help us out of a stick Yeah, that could help us out of a sticky situation. Well, I got some knives. I got uh it's kinda hard. You'll probably I mean, got I got guns, got holsters. That's probably not going to make it in there. Well, look, I got a, I got a knife. You should be able to conceal it pretty well on your person somewhere. Uh, strap it onto your hip. Uh, but inside your pants, so that they can't see it. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard about this palm crap they're selling? Palm, uh, what is that? A drug? Mm -hmm. Not surprised. It's how they get, how they get, how they get it. Everybody, they uh, uh -huh. get everybody hocked up on drugs, and then uh, they come in and take over. Yeah, I haven't been able to procure a sample to figure out what it is, but that's got me worried too. I don't know. Got any? Uh, and of course. I've got money for this. I'm not not going to stiff you. Hey, Especially... if it's for a good cause. Hmm. Arguably. This is good whiskey. 
Yeah, Lagavulin 16. You managed to find this in this shithole? No, I didn't find it in this shithole. Oh, okay. I've been going out happier, hunting happier during times. the day. Happier times. Just have to avoid the militia. Right, right. Yeah. Hmm. What's what size are your shoes? Ten and a half. Nice. I wear a nine. You have a spare you have a spare set of shoes? Uh got boots. Yeah. They're gonna be okay. too big for you though. What do you got in mind? Hiding the knife in the in the in the boot? Maybe not maybe not the knife. If you got uh Hmm. If there's something I could stuff in the sh in the uh, toes of the boots to make them fit a little better. Well, I mean, I got some plastique. The thing is, is if you wouldn't have the detonator, it ain't gonna I do know. nothing without the detonator. What's the detonator look like? Is it is it wired? I have no idea what they actually look like. Yeah. It it would be it's, yeah it would be some, wired. Some sort of a thing. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if there's. Uh, I don't know if there would be wireless detonators at this time. But yeah. Right. Hmm. Let's see. What should nine volt and set that off, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, so, I got something that might distract them. Fireworks? Got some firecrackers, yeah. Okay. Sounds like guns going off. That might be that might be worth looking into, yeah. Yeah, so give me well, uh Yeah. Give me a cu give me a couple ounces of plastic explosive and I'll make these shoes fit a little bit better. I'll I'll worry about the uh I'll worry about the detonator. Just don't go kicking nobody. <laughs> no def definitely not. So he gives well, you a, a small amount, a, a small amount of mm -hmm. plastic, be enough to blow a door off its hinges. All right. <clears throat> and uh, how you been the last day? Um, I'm okay. Yeah, you know that sinkhole over uh, over that away. Oh uh, yeah, sinkhole. Yeah. Definitely stay away from that after twelve. I saw, I saw, a, like a cult or something. I don't know. I saw people chucking themselves in there. Mm. Crazy people trying to just end yep. themselves. I ain't gonna end myself. I'm gonna go on and come through this whole thing alive. If I'm the last person on earth, right? Yeah. But that's that's definitely a sketchy area. Okay. Is there anything I can get you before a piece no, out? No, I'm cool. All right. You take right. care. You too. Hopefully, hopefully this isn't the last time. Uh, so, Margaret, you've gone wandering off. Um, do a listen roll. Oh, I didn't think you wrote anything. 31. I'm going to spend four points of luck to pass. Okay. Um, indeed, as you wander around for a while listening, uh, ultimately you can hear a uh, saxophone 
somewhere off in the distance being played. Um, as you as you continue to wander closer, uh, you you can definitely pretty much tell that it's uh, it's Panther. Um, he's got a very distinctive sort of uh, way of playing around a melody in a very elaborate sort of way. Uh, it's very much his signature. And as you're as you're getting closer, and you you know that it's probably just a couple of tenths around the corner, um, the music suddenly turns really kind of sad and cold. It's not as bright. It's almost disturbing, you know, um, like uh, well, like like Panthers. It's it's just so brilliant, but it's just not bright and cheery, if you will. And as you come around the corner, you see Panther sitting there, and he's uh, he's got his sunglasses on, and he's got his his clothes, and it, he's dusty. Um, he's got a leather jacket, so he he's kept it in pretty good condition, and uh, he's sitting there playing his saxophone. Um, it doesn't look like he's playing to anybody. It's just he's sort of relaxing uh, as he's playing it. It's very, uh, it's almost heart-wrenching, the sound of it, as you, as you approach. You seem a little playing. bit down on your luck there, my friend. Then he, uh, he stopped playing. He says, well, Miss uh, Evans, you know, it's how I feel on the inside right now. I play That's... what I feel. I think that's how most of us around here are feeling these days. He says, you uh, you folks managed to make it through okay, I guess. Uh, you uh, you look none the worse for wear. You seem to keep pretty good care of yourself, too. Yeah. You look kind of down yourself, though. Yeah. I know this can be really depressing here, but, uh, you know. Hang in there. You're doing fine. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that you haven't drawn a crowd. Oh, they come and go. Well, would you mind playing something for me, Panther? Sure. Use a bit of cheering up. What would you like to hear? Um, I'll name a song off of one of his discs. Okay. Ah, that's a good choice. He starts playing it and uh, plays it for a bit. And he says, now, of course, I like to improvise around the, the song. And he, he starts playing it. I would like you to do a power roll in this case. An 85 is a fail. Okay. His music almost has a mesmeric quality. It draws you in. It takes you on a journey. And uh, you find that when the song is done, you're not really sure of how long you've been standing there. It could have been five minutes. It could have been an hour and a half. Um, It's it's just his playing is that good. You can see why he's got numerous albums that he's been on. And here he is stuck in this 
nightmare <laughs> along with you all. So, so, uh, so what are your plans now? I think I'm going to try to take care of one last uh, bit of business before going home. Really? Yeah. Well, whatever it is you're going to try, it's probably not going to work. But uh, that seems to be our luck nowadays, doesn't it? Yeah. Good luck on getting back home. And he leans back and plays a little bit more. Um, all right. What are the rest of you doing? I wanted to go see uh, Rita, Rita Rangier and uh, right. go get some palm cigarettes. She, um, she sells you a pack. Um, there's, only, there's only five, but uh, that's a pack nowadays. Um, All right. And the um, gossip is probably doubled because he called her Rita Rangier and not Rita Raincoat. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, uh, Jade and uh, Desmond, what are you doing? I was hoping to help Dr. Liege with his preparations uh, in order to keep that speedy. I might have been just dumpster diving while he was talking to his wackadoo friend. Okay. So we'll say at this point you've all gathered together after about an hour, you're back at the tent. Uh, we'll say that it's approaching noon at this point. Okay. Might as well go into our dads with a full stomach. Yep, go grab a bite to eat. And then, That's uh, a fair idea. Who, who wouldn't want MREs before we go underground? Mm. MREs. I don't know. There's, there, there's a food tent that's, you know, they're not doing MREs, but, you know, they're just doing. Yeah. They call it beef other equally, other equally uh, vastly prepared. Well, Mass I, I'm sorry madness. we haven't had hot MREs for the past couple days. Yeah, yeah. Cool. My bad. <laughs> I'll pay it back to you. Is there any way we can divide up our um, sad little arsenal before we go and meet the whiz kid? Something I can carry or hide or use? So this, this backpack here... Um, does have it's got the two two bottles in it they're pill bottles remember that um my medication mm -hmm. okay and you can probably put in uh other things in there to make it more uh convincing mm -hmm. more inconvenient for them to search the whole thing Margaret, I if I if I didn't know that you really liked those CDs, I would recommend that you put those in there because you know they'd make nice shrapnel. Um, but yeah, those so there's the that one backpack, and then this other one has a little bit more um, sensitive bottles in it. Uh, I'll I'll carry that one. I'll explain stuff away. Oh look, about about you paying us back for those the lack of hot MREs, if you could do that, you know, sooner oh. rather than later. Because I think uh 
Uh, I might be running out. Well, the soonest I can pay it back is uh, how far? How far is it till the station? Um, what I'd say about a half a mile. Okay, I could, I could run there in a couple minutes. So <laughs> I don't, I don't think you want me running in there alone. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good, a good way to achieve success. Uh, but yeah, okay. um, that's that's all I've got right now. Do you you, got, you guys have bear spray, right? I got my mace. Yeah, I'm any, gonna gr grab any, two tube socks and put a handful of rocks in them and stick them into my bra. Nice. Suddenly, Jade has breasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Puberty finally hit Jade. <laughs> she went up two cup sizes. All right. So you're going to head to uh, uh, James, James, James Square. Rolf. James Rolf James. Square. Yeah. All right. So you leave Tent City and you travel what amounts to a couple of blocks. Mm -hmm. um, there are people around, mostly people who look homeless. Um, People dressed in damaged clothing. We'll just call it damaged clothing, various ways. Um, as you round the corner, uh, you can see, uh, you know, there's damaged buildings all the way around. And there is a uh, subway system uh, terminal in the middle of like a little park square. And it, it's just basically you know, a little bit above ground, and then there's stairs going down. However, most of it is collapsed. You can see that it's damaged. Um, but there are a lot of um, people around that area with trash cans that they've got little fires going in, and they've uh, appropriated lawn chairs from various places, and they're sitting there. They're warming their hands, and they look dirty and uh, homeless. Um, and what do you do? Well, I'll slowly kind of walk up and just ask, um, uh, hi. Uh, somebody, somebody stands up, hi. Uh, we've, we've been told that we can find the truth here. Oh. Um, who sent you? Uh, Salter Bob. Salter Bob. And he looks around, everybody laughs. And he says, well, sure, you're looking for who, Alex? Yeah. All right. Um, well, we're unofficially the uh, security, I guess you might say. And they, they chuckle a little bit to themselves. And uh, do you have any uh, anything dangerous in that backpack and stuff. Medication, yeah, we, water. You left a tank at home. Medicate, you left your tank at home? Okay. Yeah. Is it all scratched up? After yeah, we yeah, it is. He says, all right, hey Mike. And Mike comes over and goes, yeah. And he says, let's take these people in. Um, Mike's got the, the key. See the, 
the station entrance is collapsed, but the maintenance door over here uh, is still open. That's where we've been going in and out. And uh, he starts walking you over there. He says, now, don't tell anybody, but we've managed to uh, get the electricity working. We've got our own satellite uplink, and we have been getting uh, office furniture from some of the, the buildings nearby. Most of us are out here just to, uh, you know, sort of get some fresh air, but uh, I'll take you on inside. Hmm. Sounds like, like you're doing, yeah, better than the tent city. Came to the right place. Well, uh, you know, most of us are, we're blue collar workers. So we know things like electricity and telephone. We got a working telephone. Oh, really? Yeah, I think we're doing better than those poor schmucks over there in the tent city. Better than most of them, yeah. So he uh, he takes you to the door. He unlocks the door. Takes you inside, and you're you're coming in through a back door. It's a it's a tight little space, but it eventually opens up, and there's a, a metal staircase leading down, and you come out through another door into what would amount to the ticket level of this particular uh, subway, um, and you can see that there are couches and chairs and things like that they have obviously snaggled from some of the the outbuildings around and brought in here and there are people sitting there uh you know resting or 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 sleeping um you do get the impression that some of these people are still addicted to drugs and alcohol um they've got some of them have the, the shakes um these people don't present themselves in any way that would seem like they could be a militia force of any kind of organization of any kind. Right. Uh, you do run across a couple of people who have little TVs. Um, and oddly enough, there's some weird cabling situations where they've had somebody patch it in so that they can watch and, some of them are watching foreign things. Some of them are watching other things. Um, uh, but they're all sitting in groups. There's like groups of five or six of them all crowded around each television. And they're chatting at the same time they're, they're playing. Um, and they're chatting about whatever. They're chatting about what it was like to have football games and, and that it's not the end of the world. It's just Sandamio that's been destroyed. And, Eventually, they'll get out and having normal, everyday conversations. Um, Is there an abundance of forks evident? Um, well, let's say that as you go by a couple of people, um, they look up from what they're doing and they suddenly pull out their forks and they go, forks, 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 forks. And this little chant starts around the room, the people chanting forks. And they're laughing and they're carrying on. And then they put their forks away and go back to what they were doing. And, uh, you know, we must have gotten a good look at some of our underpass attackers, but nobody has looked familiar yet. Not really. Um, so you get to the escalators, which aren't working. And um, he starts to take you downstairs. 
and uh, there are um, once again it's, it's just you're you're counting that maybe there's so far maybe around forty people that you've seen um, men and women, young people and older people um, nothing looks like there's there's like none amongst them that look like big brutes a lot of them look kind of thin because they've been eating whatever you know they can get a hold of uh you get to the bottom of the escalator and uh you're in a, a larger room and uh the uh the tracks are now over on one side and there's multiple tracks and uh all of a sudden uh you hear this voice uh, from across the room, yell out a, a woman's voice. And she goes, hey, hey, you guys, what are you doing here? And all of a sudden, coming through the, out of the shadows in the room, you see uh, Lurleen Pardee. Oh, and she's like, oh, my God, you guys are here. You guys made it out. Okay. Yours? As did you. Yeah, I came back to San Damiel. I figured I had nothing else to do. I see that you've uh, joined the Brotherhood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of an accident, though, mostly. Um, I was here, got here before the earthquake, not too long before the earthquake hit, though. And As, uh, as in you got here, as in you were part of the Brotherhood before the earthquake? Oh, no, no. Okay, all right. I just, just make sure I was following. I just got here, and, you know, um, I uh, these people are kind of friendly. They just sort of took me in, and uh, they're nice. They're nice people. I mean, we're all kind of in the same ratty shithole boat, but, you know, these people at least stick up for you. you know, nobody here is going to rape me. That's good. So, What's your impression of uh of Alex? Ten year old kid, nice kid, um, smart. Um, says a lot of things that are really interesting. Hmm. Are any of your uh, any of the band around? No, none of the band. But you know, you know, my boyfriend. I told you my boyfriend died. In, yeah, I know. Uh, in a car accident. Well, I got a new boyfriend. Um, oh, okay. good. Uh, one of the guys here. Uh, uh, he's he's really smart too. I mean, he's a he's a really cool guy, and uh, I like him a lot. You want to meet him? Oh yeah, what's his name? Sure. Uh, it's Peter. Oh really? Goes, Peter, Peter, where are you? Come here. And this guy comes out of the shadows, who looks like he's maybe in his thirties. He's dirty, and he looks vaguely familiar from the uh, picture that you've seen. And he comes there... up and he goes, hey, Lurleen. He says, these are my friends. These are the guys that were in Toronto that kind of got me out of the place. And he goes, oh, wow. He says, so you guys were in Toronto. Peter Tate. Yeah, uh, Dr. Margaret Evans with Full Wilderness. How are you? Oh, you're, you're, oh, you're with Full Wilderness. Yeah. How did they? How did they? How did they come across? Come out of this whole thing? No, we're not, we don't know. They're doing fine. Uh, sorry about your car. Yeah. My car? Oh, yeah. You mean what they did to my car? Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Wow. God, that was so long ago. Yeah. You have no idea how long we've been looking for you. <laughs> but thanks for sending the monster. What what do what you what do you uh, think? You you've been looking for me. You, you we were we were hired by oh, Full with, Wilderness to with, find you. Oh my God, you're with Full Wilderness. So Robert Jadick actually did have a reaction to what yeah. I said. Yeah. Oh, how man. That, well, I mean, how do you not react when a little monster is sent to you in a jar? Jeez, God, that sounds that feels like it was so long ago. Hey, you're. you're <sighs> well, you know, it's kind worried. of how I. It's. Oh, yeah. I hope he's okay. I have no way of knowing. He was all right when last we checked up on him. Uh, yeah, him and his uh, boyfriend. Um, look, I uh, I was, uh, after I sent that little sample to uh, Robert Jadick, uh, I went out to my farm and I got a visit from some guy I can, I can only think was from Don Biasign. Because before he left, I think he put something on my farm that tried to kill me. And it was a weird, really weird thing. And when it tried to kill me, I tried to get the hell out of there as quickly as yeah, I could. Yeah, it took control of the plants. So, yeah. Yeah, I was already terrified because I had, had ratted out Don Bias on him. And so now I was convinced that they were trying to kill me, and I didn't know what the hell to do. And I fucked up my car trying to get out of that place, and yeah. I drove uh, to, back towards San Demio. <laughs> no sooner did I get here than I was assaulted by a bunch of these guys who assaulted my car with, with forks and tore the, wrecked my car. And I, I, at that point, I was, I was like, what the, my, my whole life has just become shit. What the hell am I going to do? So I drove up to the Palisades and I thought about seriously about jumping off the cliff. And then I, I just kind of thought to myself, you know, I have really screwed up my priorities. I think that uh, all I could think about was my fucking car. And why would that matter so much to me? And why why would i be willing to kill myself over a bunch of shit i could just disappear and i thought about it right then about just disappearing and then i started to think why did those guys crash scratch at my car why were they saying things like awake awake and i thought you know what i gotta find out i gotta find out why they wrecked my car and i found them and I think they're right. It's kind of a long story, but it's. And so, what think, do you think of Alex? Alex, that's kind of a difficult thing to talk about. Uh, you said you were a scientist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Are, wait, are you all scientists? Kind of grad student. Right, different, different fields of study. Well, how do I explain this? Alex, Alex is the, um, the antivirus 
for a virus that we all have. And the virus that we all have is materiality. And I think that Alex is extremely special in uh, as much as a 10 year old boy can be special, but you, have an idea why you haven't met him yet. No. no. But do you have any idea why Full Wilderness would want to find him? Why Full Wilderness would want to find Alex? Yeah. I have no idea. Oh, wait a second. Did they send here to hear you to find him? No, they, they mentioned him. Mentioned yeah, they mentioned him. And we wanted to see what's up. And he turns to the, a couple of the others and says, guys, come here and listen to this. Are, did somebody send you to find Alex? No, we were looking for you initially, but his mm -hmm. name kept coming up. So Yeah, this, this whole time we've been looking for you, Peter. That was originally what we were... We're okay, because Ten City. We might as well check it out. All right. Well, because, see, Alex is special, and I think we, well, I'm not sure. You know, you guys aren't, like, members yet, and I don't know how much I can say to you. Uh, maybe you should just meet Alex and then yeah. I, I can, well, I don't know how to explain it. Um, there's something weird going on here. Something really, really weird. Like, and I think that if I say it out loud, you'll think I'm absolutely bonkers off my rocker. No, try Nuts. me. Yeah, I know. The last a lot of weird stuff. The last oh. time we saw Jenny Armbruster, um, oh, you you know Jenny? We yeah. met Jenny. Yeah, we she found, in, she remembered yeah. you fondly. Yeah, and she held us captive in a cave. She was about twenty feet tall and what was mm -hmm. experimenting yeah. with a lot of crazy stuff. Did you yeah. watch the news at all? You Fucking catch that? Finley. Fucking Finley. Yeah. Finley did this to her, didn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was Finley. And yep. I think Finley is hiding that... in the Bahamas or something. He he's he's gone. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't there when uh some giant unnameable monstrosity destroyed uh, their lab. Because did you I see have that? It, I have it on very good authority that your Mr. Finley is somewhere here in San Daniel. And well, I can't say anything right now. I'll, I'll talk to you about that after you meet Alex. But just to bear in mind, there is something going on here. And I'm not supposed to say anything more until I can trust you. Honestly, Lorraine says that you guys saved her, so I probably can trust you. But, you know, I just got to make sure that I can trust you. I understand. We've been trying to find who, who we can trust for a long time. Well, we have somebody who knows things. But I'd rather wait until I can be absolutely sure. Because... If you, oh, and he just sort of looks at you, because if you've been sent here, you just have to be careful, okay? Um, what's in your backpack? 
Medication. Water. Water in a poorly washed out container. Couple of cleaning things. Okay. Uh, yeah, some Let's, extra food. We're yes. just, we're just, you know, it's a little boy. Mm. You know. All right. Yeah, he's young. Despite the fact that he's a little boy, he's got some enemies, and we just need well, to be careful. Yeah, we're what? What kind of enemies? I'll we explain were, all that to you afterwards. We were followed by, not not here. We actually chased him off. Well, Jade chased him off. Um, but uh, are like you a, sure? A guy who was yeah. Well, I wonder if that. And he turns to somebody and says, "I wonder if that guy's been sending spies." We've all been really careful. Are you sure you weren't followed? Well, sure. I mean, yeah, we, we looked behind us and, you know, we didn't see anyone following us. We took a couple turns. Right. Well, let's get this over with then quickly. We'll, we'll, we'll see if, if we can bring, in, bring you into Alex. Okay. He's probably watching TV. Stupid cartoon type? Um, I, I don't know what's on in there. Everybody's, we get whatever we can. We're getting mostly, you know, uh, African channels and Chinese channels and, mm. you know, space ghosts and strange stuff like that. Um, whatever's on. Uh, give me five minutes. All right. All Absolutely. right. So he goes, uh, Lurleen is just like, isn't he adorable? <laughs> Yeah, what you a, know, yeah. Yeah. What a coincidence. We were looking for him. Small and, world. Uh, you found him. You were looking for him. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he's been here for a while. Well, yeah, he he w took all his money out of the bank, bought a farmhouse and it, like he just said, ran away from it scared. And yeah, by he the said way, there was some sort of creature on his farm. Yeah, yeah it's it was not there anymore. No, it's loose in the world somewhere. Hopefully he just died. He said probably that, died. that these bad people have been all all up into, what did he call it? Genet genetics? Mm -hmm. Something like that. You know, the crazy thing is, the guy he mentioned, Finley, is married to the woman who owns the Black Dragon. Yeah, I think we know that. So it's a small We've been told not world. to eat at that place. Mm-hmm. Wise choice. We we snagged the cookbook before we left Toronto. Well, yeah. I'm just of, glad you guys helped me get out of there because, quite honestly, I think old Woot, the uh, the bartender, would have had me strung up or shot um, after yeah. what you guys did to his place. I've actually probably have you lightly sauteed, uh, maybe with the. Um, well, a little bit of greens. I'd like to say that I'd like to say that those are all just rumors, but I'm not so sure anymore. We, no, yeah. we snagged the cookbook. The oh, that's what you're saying. Uh huh. Oh my god. No, we literally, we literally stole a cookbook. Holy shit. Yeah, from Mrs. Finley. Yeah. Uh, those yeah, those those chocha were scary. Uh, Scary creatures. You're she's a scary old creature. Good Jesus Christ, she's a scary yeah. hideous old bag. Do you miss swimming? <laughs> As a mermaid, <laughs> it was a job. Yeah, I'd be glad you're if I never get back into a swimming pool again. Um, oh, about that time, Peter it. comes back. 
And Peter's like, all right, you guys can uh, come in and see him. Um, oh, one request. Um, could you like scuff up your shoes? Uh, They're probably pretty scuffy, but sure. sure. Is there? Does he not sure. like reflections or something? Well, it's things that are, you know, overly fancy or shiny. You'll understand why. Okay, that's, yeah. that's part of the whole forks thing. Okay, sure. Gotcha. Actually, here, uh, you got a fork on you? Oh, yeah. Of course, I have a fork on me. Thanks. <laughs> I, I, I scratched the least scratched portion of my... Oh, yeah, that'll work. Boots. That'll yeah. work. Now, if you guys join us, you're going to have to pretty much do that. You know, your wristwatch, your, your piece of jewelry, whatever. Mm. Are eyeglasses okay? Yeah, you don't have to scratch the lenses. Yeah, we don't. Glass is not quite the same thing. That's why they don't scratch your windshields in your car. I mean, we don't want you to be safe. We just don't want you to have the shiny, have the real shiny car. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can explain part of that to you, but let's go see how it's. Okay. Okay. And as we are we going down a tunnel? Are we going Yeah, you're just a... going you're just going you're going across the uh a little bridge that they've sort of constructed across the platforms um to a, a room on the other side. And as you're going there, you can see that it's been wired up, that there's uh that they've uh, you know torn cables out of the walls and they they've got uh, car batteries and stuff like that so that they have electricity and that they've they've got some people in here who are electricians so they know what they're doing and they've trying to you know bring some some semblance of uh, technology back um, and I'm giving my peers like the side eye like do we know what we're doing yeah like, I don't know I don't know Right. And aloud, I'll say to Peter, like, it seems like you guys have a very peaceful coexistence here. Pretty much, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the only way we're going to survive is to be, is to cooperate with one another. So it's almost like a uh, communal, a commune or something? Well, yeah, we share everything, but it's not like rules. We don't really oh. have any rules. Okay, so it's not like commies. Right. And there's a lot of us who are, you know, in bad states and he sort of points around to some of the people. They're still heavily addicted to uh things that have made them forget, you know, the 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 horrors around them. I can't blame them, but I can't join them either. Right. Have you been following this palm thing? I don't know what oh, that's that drug, that that Brazilian drug. Yeah, there's a few guys that have been addicted to that. I think that it's mostly more harmless than anything else. Kind of like, and he names a few other chemicals, like whatever ecstasy would be, you know, unless you OD on it, it gives you kind of a euphoric high and makes you kind of want to have sex a lot. Says, and most people any... don't get addicted. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem in the sex department at all. <laughs> No, how'd you meet Lurleen? Oh, right, because she, she joined the Forks. Yeah, she's, she's a nice girl. It's a catch. Bit of a history. Don't we all? <laughs> Some of us more than others. Mr. And uh, anyway, he takes, you, bring up mermaids. he takes you across the bridge, takes you over to the, uh, 
the other room. Uh, and inside, it's a fairly large room, maybe 40 by 40. Uh, you can tell that at some point in time it was offices. And uh, all of the furniture has been moved aside and there's some couches. And uh, there's a couple of little televisions going. And there are maybe five people sitting on this couch and kind of in the middle of them sitting on the couch but sort of leaning forward uh, is a little boy. Looks like he's 10. Uh, looks like they're watching an episode of Batman and Robin, uh, the old 1960s, 70s TV series. Holy old school. Batman. Yeah, exactly. Holy old school. And, <laughs> and Alex is, is talking. And Alex says, you see, because the problem is, is that when you watch a television show, especially one with these bright colors and things like that, it kind of captures your mind and it brings you into the picture and you forget that you are living in the real world and you lose time. You, you completely uh, become oblivious to the things around you. And that's why uh, you should always watch television with friends, because the friends will keep you rooted in the real world, and you won't lose yourself. And and all these people are going, oh, that's that makes sense. And in fact, it does make sense. Yeah. What does his uh, current audience? How, how is it comprised? Oh, there's a couple of guys sitting on the couch. Uh, some of them young. Uh, one of them fairly old. There's a girl. Um, they're Nothing watching. striking about them. No, not really. And they're just watching TV. And when, when Alex talks, they, they look at Alex. Um, not in any particular mesmeric sort of way. They just, they look at him. And uh, when he sees you, he stands up. And uh, he says, so Peter, um, these are the new people uh, that, that wanted, the, that uh, Salter Bob sent. Um, he says, hello, do you guys want to watch some television with some friends? Uh, um, sure. Batman? And he, and he says, yeah, he says, it's what's on right now. We don't really have much choice. He says, point. but it's, it's. It's nice. Um, he says, well, look, if you come here to us, then we're your friends. We'll be your friends. Um, we'll help support you in getting yourself back up on the ground. Um, and he looks at you and he says, um, it seems to me that you guys have all been through a lot of problems. Uh, and I don't think that they all have to do with the earthquake, you guys look tired. Oh, you don't, you don't know the half of it, Alex. We are worn out. Well, you can rest here. Now, I want you all to do power rolls. I rolled a 90 for 60. Oh, I got a hard... I failed. 
30 is a hard success for me. Okay. Hard success here. All right. Um, those of you who failed your palm, your your uh, power roll, you reserve your judgment. You have no, you have no basis yet to make any kind of judgment in this situation. Those of you who passed, you feel nothing in the way of any kind of weird influence. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to lean over to Desmond and kind of be like, we've been set up. Um, now, I, as the GM, can't convey it, but whatever Alex actually comes out of his mouth makes sense. And it doesn't make sense because it's magical. It makes just, sense just because it makes sense. Yeah, he's just saying rational. I'm like, logical. Like, there's nothing. It's logical. It's rational. Don, Don and, and, and sometimes it's things that you hadn't really thought about before, but they were in the back of your mind. And he seems to cut through the bullshit and get right to the heart of the problem instantly and just. So you can see why everybody's kind of fascinated yeah. with this kid. Desmond, I mean, think about it. I mean, they gave us a placebo for a reason. This kid doesn't have any psychic influence. Look, we've been, we've been mm. having talks with Neurogen. They just want their damn experiment back. They sent us to find him. All right, we've not been... hurting anybody. We've All been... right, Alex. You got a seat? Sure. You want to talk? Let's go in the other room so that they can watch the TV. It's kind of uh, noisy. Yeah. Yeah, we got sure. we got Can Peter come with us? Can, can yeah. Peter come with us? Peter, please come. Yeah. Right. Alex, do you you've done Peter for a while, right? Yeah. For for a few months. The funny thing is we've been looking for Peter since he went missing. Since he ran away from uh that the things that were going on at Don Biazime. Yeah, he told me yeah. about that. Yeah. So it's really great to meet him at last. I mean, we've had we've we've known a lot about him in some ways. Peter's a nice guy. He's kind of overly sexual, and it's weird to hear a three a third uh, a ten year old say something like that. Uh, uh, Alex and Peter just smiles. <laughs> uh, once once we get into another room, kind of away from the others. Mm -hmm. uh, Alex, I. I fear that there are some bad people looking for you. Oh, yeah. He's talking about that thing. What? That thing? And, uh, and Peter says, yeah, probably. What? Wait, I want to make sure that we're on this thing. What thing are you talking about? Um, well, a uh, couple of weeks ago, this guy showed up in San Damio. And we didn't know it at the time when he showed up, but um, we started to get suspect. We started to suspect that somebody was looking for Alex, somebody that meant to do him harm. Mm -hmm. And uh, we finally kind of identified this guy. Is and he Alex, Sandy? Magnus Sandy, Yeah, you know him. What? Damn it. Yeah. Well, but well, let me go on. We. Uh, 
Alex wanted to see him because, you know, he wanted to, uh, when Alex looks at you, he kind of tell a lot of things by your body language and, and stuff like that. Um, it's his gift. Um, so we staked him out at the hotel where he was staying. This is before the, uh, before the earthquake. And uh, he came out of the building and he got into his limo, drove off. And Alex turned to me and he said, you know, there's something seriously wrong there. That thing isn't really a human being. And I said, what are you talking about? And he says, well, you wouldn't notice it, but I do, that he is in a state of um, stress. He's in a permanent state of stress because he is constantly having to use part of himself to concentrate, to hold that shape. And it's like he's constantly, constantly reforming himself. I could see it because everything about him was, was changing constantly. I don't know what he is, but that's not human. There's nothing human about that thing. Hmm. Did anything of that description ring any bells of anything that we've come across or studied? Not particularly, but... Lolly no. was wearing a skin suit. So yeah, I the reverend know. had those changeable eyes. I mean, I, I just yeah. want to make sure we're talking about the same one. We're talking about the human Adonis. The Icelandic Mag guy. I, no, yeah. not human. Not human, Heather. Look. Yeah, he he looks, I he, he'd fool the mo most people, but he also might have some ability to make you think otherwise. Um, that thing, and I don't know what that thing is up to, but I the have. Lab. Remember at the lab. We've, we, and he looks over and he says, we've begun to piece together some information. Um, I would very much like to see your information. You, yeah. You, do you have a chair? I can sit down. I'm feeling faint just look, hearing look, this. Yeah, I mean, we need to exchange information and we need to exchange it fast, Peter. Mm -hmm. Look, um, once on the, I mean, in all, in all honesty, look, it was that man that contacted us through full wilderness to try to find Alex. So he was trying to find us. Yeah, we didn't. Are you sure? Are you sure not. you weren't followed? I certainly hope not. Reasonably, reasonably sure we weren't followed. We might need to um, relocate. Look, look, I'm, um, can can I grab one of the people out of the television room? Sure. Um, I'll wave one of them over and be like, um, run out to the front and ask the security guys if they've seen anyone strange recently can you do that for me strange how everybody looks strange um maybe clean like he clean showered this, like he showered suit. today in like he's suit. uh smoking or looks sketchy all right that sounds like one of that one of that things yeah people. yeah one of those um Alex, yeah, can you can, can you, you run a check Thanks. What can you tell us about Neurogen? What's Neurogen? Look, this this thing or whatever it is trying to find you told us that you came from a laboratory where you were raised called Neurogen. 
I was born here in San Damio. Since my parents died a couple of years ago, I've been living on the streets. Uh, Alex, do you have any idea why this thing wants to find you? Um, Peter, maybe you can explain that. Peter says, we've suspected for some time now. This is going to sound crazy, okay? But this is the part that I wanted to tell you that sounds crazy. But we believe that it's absolutely true. Hey, listen, I saw a Try statue us. come to life, eat a couple people. And well, I, I don't know about that, but maybe you're the crazy one. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's look. Something is wrong with human beings. Our ancestors were big, brutish survivalists for hundreds of thousands of years. Our ancestors survived by their wits and by their strength and by their cunning. Somewhere along the line, something has been introduced into human beings that makes us highly susceptible to sparkly, shiny objects. We are mesmerized by bright colors. We lose ourselves. You heard me talking to the guys about television. There's nothing wrong with television if you treat it the right way. There's nothing wrong with cars or, or, or nice things. It's that we have been conditioned. We have been systematically bred in order to be conditioned to make us easier to handle to make us um, easy to control. Um, your Magnus Glansandi is the head of Rothmershom Industries or affiliated with it. They produce drugs to make people placid and, and not arguments. They take anger away uh, to get rid of depression. That was one of their biggest things. They want people as soft and pliable and cow-like as they can possibly get. But when you start manipulating genes, and you guys should know this, what you sometimes end up with is a backlash. You end up with a germ that's resistant to your machinations. You end up with a, a, a creature that is resistant to your manipulation. And he points at Alex. He says, I think Alex is a new evolutionary step that he can see through the crap he can see through the bullshit and i think magnus wants him dead dead at all costs i think wow. that thing is an alien or a a monster that's come here to turn us into something that we shouldn't be and if we let there, him there is another problem and I haven't seen a connection. The earthquake. The earthquake. Magnus, or whatever the hell Magnus is, when he sent us on this merry little escapade to find Alex, informed us that the earthquake was caused by a subterranean race of things 
Chthonians, he called them. And they they wanted to uh, they caused the earthquake to attack Alex in an attempt to take him out. We we staked out the sinkhole over by the camp last night because a geologist friend of ours had noticed footprints in the sinkhole. After 12, sometime after 12, admittedly I was, as, I was asleep, it wasn't my shift, but 30 plus people were compelled to jump into the pit. We managed to save all but 10. And I personally watched as these 10 people jumped into the pit. Three of our party, Heather, Jade, and Desmond, were affected, but we managed to break them out of it. Um, admittedly, I just ran around slapping people. It was partially effective. Um, but they had a shared vision that sounds a lot like these Chthonians. Listen, look, Doc, Dr. Lee, everything Lanzandi's told us has been a lie. He, he turns except to... For uh, the, except for the Chthonians. No, but I mean, think about it. I mean, it's just, that, that was might proven, be true, but the reason why they're here... That. Right, but the reason that they're here... But Possibly. Think about it. I mean, think about it this way. If his whole goal in life is to make people go, you know, what a better way than to eat them. I mean, think about it. What if he brought them here? Because he's the one that brought them here, not Alex. Go get Richard. Bring him in. Would Maybe. You, would you be willing to join the Brotherhood of Forks? Uh, why Possibly. not? I, I don't have anything else to live for. Heart's broken. Well, I'm prepared all, to wield a fork in your, in your honor. All I ask, then, is that you scratch up any anything that you've got. You don't have to scratch up your glasses. Um, tear your clothes a little bit. Make them less appealing to your mind. Wait. Hold on. we got to consider this. If we are being watched by this entity that wants to come for Alex and we then show up Fork. You know, like one of the Brotherhood of Fork, that gives us away. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, we need I, to he raises his hand like he's in school. He says, Alex or? Alex. Okay. Uh, yes, Alex. He says, I, I don't think that you'll be going back to that monster. He says, I'm not stopping you. I'm just saying. No, I'm saying if, if that monster is watching us, we well, might be able to mislead it if we don't. Unless, unless you showed him where we were by, by, not, by being followed. Well, then we're safe because he's been looking for me. I, and he I hasn't did send someone me. out front. I did send someone out front to check the. Well, we and Doctor Lee, you do just so happen to know where there is a lot of weapons. I do. If that creature is going to come, might as well be prepared for it. Well, the um, question for from me, Alex, is well, first of all, what I guess Richard's going to tell us what he is about the worms, but as far as what you know about the creature that calls itself Blansandi. You know, is it better for us all if it's destroyed? 
I think so. I it think might, it might willingly come to us and not understand that we uh, suspect it. Right, but if we if we adorn, if we join the brotherhood, then it won't no longer trust us. And we I, that I would never, ever want you to risk something like that. If that thing has been manipulating us for this long, it's not stupid. It would probably be able to figure out any kind of trick that you pull on it, and you'd all be dead. And I don't want that to happen. No, we've got plans. That's what Richard's going to go over. I'm and scratching up my watch and stuff. And the, the door opens and in walks Peter with Richard Slates. Ah, uh, Richard. And, and Richard comes in and goes, guys. Slates. Says, it's been a while. See. He says, well, let me go over just what happened to me. After I gave you that manuscript, I got to thinking about it. And I started doing some snooping. Uh, I didn't like the fact that that Glenn Sandy fellow was uh, hanging around uh, Jadik. And uh, when nobody was looking, I broke into his office. And I have a couple of things to show you, um, part of our plans for tomorrow night. Um, but uh, I left. I left right after that. And I figured that if, if Jadik had figured out that I had given you that manuscript, I'd probably be in deep shit anyway. Um, so I got out of there. And uh, uh, it was only after the big one that I managed to, uh, uh, well, it was all happened after the big one anyway. Um, but uh, it was then that I found the Brotherhood of Forks and I met Alex then. Things started to make some sense. He says, so, First off, take a look at this. I found this on Glan Sandi's desk, and uh, I thought that it was most definitely uh, extremely important to what was going on. Um, Desmond? And you can see that it's in Glan Sandi's handwriting. Yes, that familiar, all caps, reconstitution of order, catastrophic earthquake, Aftershocks prevent rebuilding. Pay off C's with survivors. And C and, C and, and Alex, when you say that Alex says C, maybe that's that Chthonian thing that you guys are talking about. Indeed. And then disease strikes, accounting for more. Then drain water tables. General evacuation tithed for C's in Sunny Jim Canyon, tithed as if he worships them. Congress to refuse appropriation or relief. New insurers refused area. Send fire vampires? I don't know what that is. Holdouts. Sounds crazy. That's two bad things. Full wilderness park to establish model for human herds. Residents of the first great one. We don't know what all of that means, but based on some of the stuff Slates has told us about what, what happened to you guys up north. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we haven't met any fire vampires, but, uh, you know, I have uh, a, yeah. 
So Slate says they're going to be meeting tomorrow at San Daniel Stadium. The stadium sits on bedrock, and despite the earthquake, it remained pretty much completely intact. Um, we were wondering for a while there why they hadn't appropriated it for uh, uh, another tent city, but they didn't, and there was some reason behind it. The mayor seems to have disappeared. The vice mayor uh, wouldn't allow anybody to go in there uh, on the pretext that if anything could be saved, that, that stadium can be saved. But that's not really the way humanitarianism works. And I think that, I think that they were planning this before the earthquake. Um, and he hands you a piece of paper and he says, uh, here's the guest list for tomorrow. Heather? Ah, uh, meeting of the board, guest list, chair president, Magnus Gonsadi. That makes me sad. Brigadier General Wolf, Benson, U.S. Army, Special Ops, Bibber. Vice Mayor Denny Copland, California Senator Jacob Peel, House Member Terrence Glorst, Dr. and Mrs. Finley of Don Biozine. Various other scientists, guest C. Robert Jatik, Full Wilderness. Edward Chandler, representative of New World Industry. Claire Donaldson, also representative of New World Industries. Paolo Sachs, National Security Council. And various officials and representatives dealing with California. I really don't, New World Industries. Hmm. New uh, World. He couldn't even think of me for his guest list. What? If ever there was a time for a horrendously inconvenient gas explosion, well, it's now. Here's the thing we have plans at the stadium. What sort of plans? We got the blueprints at the stadium, uh, but there's a couple of things. And Alex says, we need information. He says, I think that we need to scope that place out. We need to find a way to do whatever we wanna do, because I think that if we launch an attack, we might be able to take out some of the big shots in this whole thing and stop it. I don't think we'll stop it. I think that we'll slow it down now. Maybe enough time for us to gather our forces and actually do something serious. Um, but this is gonna happen tomorrow night. So we've got one day to scope that place out and see what's going on over there. And then we need to listen. We need to find out what they're planning, what they're going to do and then launch our attack. When's, okay, when's this meeting? Tomorrow night. All right. I mean, this has reached high levels of government. This is. Yeah. Well, you I know think... what Jadik's pull is like. Alex, I'm not sure, I'm not sure Jadik has everything to do with this. I think he's just a, tiny that, little cog in the wheel 
if that room is filled with people with as much pull as Jadic has, of course the higher-ups in the government are involved. Uh, Richard says, you know, I find it almost impossible to believe that Jadik is behind any of this. I think that he's been tricked or influenced by you, Mr. Klansandi. Look, and these but, New World Industry people are here. I mean, Finley's going to be there. I mean, they're, these are people that have been deeply involved with manipulating a lot of bad things. Keep in mind that Mrs. Findlay runs a cannibal ring. Right, but I mean, if if you're going Just to, to attack, describe, yes, I think that you should be a little more prepared. Dr. Lee, didn't your friend describe to you some uh, certain caches of weaponry? Weaponry and surveillance equipment. Right. I think it's time to pay him a little visit. Yeah. Uh, Alex says, uh, well, rather than Alex say, he's still just a 10-year-old. Uh, Peter says, you won't be alone. We got about 40 able men, um, mm -hmm. the ones who aren't. And we were planning on assault ourselves. We didn't have very much to assault them with, but Sounds like you've got a cache and a cache. We don't, but we know somebody who does. Yeah, we know somebody who's a very prepared individual. Well, anything look, would what, help. What a, better, what a better way than to show him that. The have scrounge up. Um, I'm going to pull out my laundry list. Um, if anyone can scrounge up these chemicals. Richard, could you take care of that? Yeah. He says, that's what I do for a living. <laughs> I'm the scrounger. Um, Richard, Alex, Peter, these backpacks. We didn't know what we were going to experience coming in here. Alex says, I know. You were going to kill me. Especially Margaret. Well. That's okay. Yeah. These backpacks are not medication. I'm not afraid to die. But you, out of all of us, need to live now. Well, that's what they tell me. I think that I need to relocate. I can't yes. take the chance that... Um, so this backpack will cause a modest explosion, but mostly it'll cause, it'll light things on fire. Um, if you want to use this to cover your tracks. Also, if this goes off and I walk back without a backpack, if Glansandi has eyes and tries to contact us, we can say that we made an attempt. No, we need to. I mean, Alex has got to get out of here first. Mm -hmm. Well, look. Um, Definitely. Uh, Peter says, look, I think this is what we were planning. They, uh, they can't have stuff going on there 24 hours. Maybe they can, um, you know, to prep for whatever's going on tomorrow. Uh, we've already... going to have guard shifts. Well, we've already seen that they're putting up uh, barriers uh, to traffic so that they can, whoever's coming, they can let through and 
not let anybody else through. Um, but I think that if we were planning on maybe midnight tonight, uh, seeing if we can get close to the stadium and maybe infiltrate and find out, maybe find out what they're planning. And if you've got some stuff for us, we can plant some explosives and, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I don't think we can, we can't blow up the whole stadium, but we can certainly, they're not going to be in the, in the seat. They're going to be on the, on the yeah, floor. Um, try and rig the, in fact, I might try and, I might try and go with you. And Alex, yeah. Alex then pipes up and he says, but make sure we get as much information as we can before you kill them all. Mm-hmm. And then once again, it's kind of weird to hear a little yeah. boy talking about kill them all. He says it rather casually. It's also worth noting that there's a special guest, capital C, on the list. Yeah. Uh, and then I you mean, said something about a C, a Chthonian, you said? Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if the capital C on both of those items is a Chthonian and they're planning something really grotesque tomorrow. I'd kind of like to see that, Alex says. And, and, and Look, I mean, they, I'll, they said I'll try and get know. pictures. They're, they're allowing the Chthonians to eat the survivors of the earthquake as payment, and apparently they intend to have the Chthonians do a lot more damage. Right, and also unleash some disease, which I can't imagine someone better equipped than Finley to devise a really horrific... It's no all organized. Look, we, we, no we, saw, what that, we saw what... Um, that thing pretending to be lowly implemented right, to steal right. some of the uh, mother's milk from that lab. Yeah. We could all explain to That's Alex a, the group uh, the group vision we had too. Maybe yeah. we can glean something from that. Yeah, being inside those giant worms felt magnificent. That's how they that's how they lured me by empathizing in a way. Well, it's a, yeah, it's, I mean, whatever this, I mean, whatever Gonzandi is wants to. So since you. Wants us to be fodder for things like the Chthonians, things like Rontagoth, things, all manner of terrible things. Well, it's, it's in the, it's in the itinerary. Human herds. Yeah. Yeah. Here to be cattle. Since uh, the brethren have been occupying this station, uh, have you found any entrances to the sewer system? I wonder if there's a way to get under the stadium. Maybe, but I don't know that that you'll need to. Uh, Maybe. Uh, There should be. Um, Some of the the, the sewers have been really damaged by the earthquake. Um, that area is in bedrock. I'm not sure. It, it, they should be intact. So we'll make our plans. We'll sneak over there tonight, find out what they're up to. And Alex is like, um, I kind of would like to see that. Can I go tomorrow? And they're like, that's way too dangerous for you to go. Yeah. He says, well, then figure out where to put me. So they can't find me. Mm. And I think that's where we'll end it for tonight. Mm. And our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Brian Daly, Keith Craig, Jason Melnichok, and David Castaway. 
With yours truly as Keeper of the Secrets, we're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. <clears throat> and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. We also have an Into the Darkness Facebook group where you can chat with us and the other members of our club. Once again, link below. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure to the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.